Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you thought uh, on the future of TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album win album of the year? Will Biden's approval rating go up? Will it go down? Or inflation? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. You're smart. You know things. Bet on it. $20 bonus if you go to Kalshi.com slash stereo. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. Kalshi.com slash stereo. Get in the game. There is no guarantee of performance. An investor could lose their entire investment. Investment fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ding, ding. I'll do it again. Diggity, ding, ding. The champ is back. B-Hop, part two of the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. With the alien, with Philly's finest, Illadelph, Bernard Hopkins. Um, So good. So nice. We're doing it twice. So nice. We're doing it twice. Former middleweight champion. Partners at Golden Boy with Oscar De La Hoya and so forth and so on. I love this podcast so much. I love this conversation so much. Uh, this is part two with B-Hop, the alien, Miles Jordan, a.k.a. the Bleach Brothers, a.k.a. the Dust Brothers. Start this puppy off with something real nice. Start this championship podcast off with something real up. But most importantly, start this puppy off with something real funky. This is the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Is Muhammad Ali, obviously he called himself, he coined the greatest of all time. Now we have the greatest of all time rappers. We have the greatest of all time baseball players, greatest of all time quarterback. Is Muhammad Ali the greatest of all time because of what he did in the ring or because of what you just spoke about? Why when we talk about Muhammad Ali, why when you talk about him, my heart still pitter-patters when you talk about specifically about that? Can we even articulate what Muhammad Ali means to you and why he's the greatest of all time. First of all, I am proud and honored that my mom gave birth on the same month of Muhammad Ali, days apart. Just to be in the same month. Correct. The GOAT, the Capricorn, the fighter, the hard worker, 
that see bullshit, when they see it, they might not tell you right away. But they'll play along with it like you legit. But I know you're not. So I got to protect myself. That's my protection mechanism. Ali was more than just, to me, somebody that boxed in a ring. In the neighborhood, in the projects, 25th and Diamond, still there, North Philly. They ain't, they ain't switching that no time soon. Right, that we ain't getting to, gentrified oh, no time soon, right? No. Different subject, different subject. We used to box and have, we want to wear the white shorts so nobody won't get blood on it. Right? We wanted to make sure that we emanated and imitated Ali at any cost. Ali, the, the trash talking, everybody that I remember in my era, and I'm going back like 78 years old, we all wanted to be Ali, the shuffle. As you go into the early teens and you start hearing this man speak and you start seeing the things he'd done, you know, in those 60s era, right? 70s, still fighting. Larry Holmes was one of the worst beatings, but that encouraged me to see Ali at that time, the great Muhammad Ali. And I said the great Muhammad Ali, which I consider him great tur outside of what he did in the ring. Stood up where it wasn't fashionable, it wasn't popular, not in boxing. And you also had basketball players and football players, the Jim Brown, who I met many times, and we had a lot of conversation with Guy Russell. So in L.A., Ali was just different. Ali was and is in history one of the, I believe, the... Athletes that would never be forgotten. Ever. His brand. I mean, I just got some new shirts. Ali, walk past in Florida, walk past the store, so they got some different Ali, print some shirts. You know, his brand went forward, quarter, you know, billion dollars, million dollars, quarter billion dollars, right? So Ali, just by that, his name, his daughters, his kids, let Ali, who represent at her era when she was boxing, Ali was just different. And one thing about Ali, he spoke, never waver, never uh, second-guessed himself. And he went in there and most of the time did what he needed to do. And that's why I'm inspired by guys like that who made history. And again, it could be in any other sport, but when that, that stands out to me. Of course. Because most people don't go against the grain for good reasons. They don't. Smoking Joe Frazier, Philly. Yeah. Died with nothing. I saw that documentary of him. Before. It, it crushed Seriously, me. Yeah, because right. I yeah. learned more about his story. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously I was a baby when he was with Manila. Ali and all that stuff. When you see somebody like that from Philly and, you, you know, there's so many stories. It's going back to the boxers, you know, uh, that have gotten fucked and Joe Frazier. And the list is just long, 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 long. But just specifically Joe Frazier as a fighter, as a fan of Finder, as a Philly person, just give some love and perspective on how great of a fighter and what Joe Frazier meant uh, to, to boxing. Us, yeah, first of all, what he meant to Philadelphia and boxing was was on the line of Ali in the ring and also being in the community. You know, Ali obviously is different because Ali stood up for things that Joe was the opposite of, but they had the same 
mentality when it came to their community and the love of the sport. I met Joe Frazier. I trained at my uncle, Artie McLeod. God rest his soul. He was my mother's brother who boxed a regional middleweight and the streets got him. But he took me, Artie McLeod took me to Borden Glenwood. Mm. The gym is still there. It ain't open. The gym shell is still there. Still got Joe Frazier's name up there, right? That building. That building wow. at Borden Glenwood. It's still there. You can zoom it up on, on, on the internet. You'll see it. But Joe Frazier... Uh, Jim used to be open for his son, Morris, who boxed, and all the pros from Philly used to train there, and the ones that didn't live in Philly used to come there for work. Work, that is, boxing, sparring sessions. Right. Joe, it was like Gleason's in New York. Right. On steroids. Right. Right? That was the type of the gym in Philly. You come to Philadelphia, Joe Fraser's gym, that's where you want to go. And that's four or five other gyms now. No disrespect, but it ain't disrespect. It is what it is. They're going to Joe Frazier's. I met Joe, been around him, family, Jackie Frazier to the day. I carried a torch to Joe Frazier and many more that came through there. So when it was Joe Frazier, then it was Melgic Teller, 84 Olympics. Let's not forget Mel. Let's not forget Mel. Mel. Melgic Teller, the Olympic team is one of our best. Not to get off, not to get off course. What I was saying that Joe Frazier, this that, but look at the fruits of that blossom out of that. Look at the seeds that blossom. Myself, you know, and Philadelphia is big boxing history. You know, New York was the rival. Like, okay, you got you're gonna go up here, then you know, but Philly had and still do have that that Bruce Ennis who just lost overseas. Garcia, we still had the, um, and Danny Garcia, my guy. You know, man, Rosado, come on, man. We told, I, know, I brought him in, took him to camp, about eight years, let him get the experience. Rosado came under me as a young guy that I usually use for energy at the end after I spar with nine guys, put Rosado in. So Rosado and I built a relationship over 15, about 15 years together until his last fight. On the Golden Boy, I told him, job well done. You know what I mean? Because he did what he wanted to do. He didn't become champion, right. a world champion, but but at least he could say that he gave a, a sincere yes. effort and beat people he ain't supposed to beat. Especially at this point in his career. Correct. The heavyweight division, in my opinion, is a fucking mess. 6'3", 215 <laughs> was trending the other day because somebody uh, had a mugshot. Uh, and they said they were 6'3", 215. The great Muhammad Ali fought in his prime of prime, 6'3", 215. Yes. 6'3", 220, 225. And then great fighter Lennox Lewis came along. Oh, Lennox. 6'6", 240, 250. Then these fucking Klitschko's come along. These are like rock'em, sock'em robots. Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury. Has proved himself to be Way better than we... Talk about a body that'll clear... Don't even look at the body and say whether you can fight or not. We know that ain't the case. No, I'm agreeing with you. You uh, look at his body, you'll be like, hold up, I'm betting with this guy. I mean, with the other guy. Shocking. Correct. This is a good fighter. Fundamentally sound. Relaxed. Relaxed. And he know how to not only physically uh, move around, good feet movement for a big guy. Yes. Works that jab. 
he, he, he agitate the mess out of you because he talks to you. He know how to promote himself in and out of the ring. And I listen, when he fought Wilder the first time. I was there. I said, I'll never go against him again. Got I'm going to say that again. When he fought Wilder the first time and he got up. And since then, you see what he's been doing. A championship. He'll beat Ugas, who I thought lost the other night. Yes. Right? Yes. Ukrainian, I believe. Yeah, Ukrainian. Yes. He, he lost the other night. Yeah, I agree. Right? Joshua, uh, I had a whole hopes. But again, that's hopes. what I'm saying. Boom, right. boom. I go down Madison Square shit? Garden and see Joshua. And I'm mean, his person. He's a good guy. It's all right. But we're not I'm talking about that. I'm a good guy, too. I know. But we're saying this. I'm telling you that when, you, when you've been around this stuff long enough, you know who really got it. And it's not talent we're all talking about. We're talking about is that other 2% that means everything. That means everything. When you get bop, bop, and you get up off the canvas after, that was championship shit. Or you fall short of a fight and you come back and you murder everybody next 10 fights you got. Like he's on the terror. This is where you be like, or oh, he learned from that. My question to you, as a fan, as a promoter, the heavyweight championship of the world used to be something we knew who that person was. You know, it started going with Mike to Lennox, who was great, English-speaking, although he was British, Jamaican. Then we got with the Klitschko's, who, you know, they're doing great things. Like, for me, as a fan, I was like, this is not what I like to watch, man. Heavyweight division, this is... Muhammad Ali or bangers like Ernie and the, the heavyweight division is ruined. Can it be fixed? Now, and should they make it? Yes, it's ruined because it to me it's like I, there's there should be a cutoff point. It should be super heavyweight division. It it got fucked up when you started like heavyweight shouldn't be. Oh, uh, you get a what is it two twenty and then like three hundred and seventy pounds or heavier. What the fuck are we doing here? Yeah, this is when it got out of hand because it'd be. I mean, they should have it's, a right it's, to it's fight. There's no, no regulations in certain things that really bring integrity to the sport. When, when they say, like, well, well, would Muhammad Ali be able to, like, yo, I don't, Muhammad Ali's, Mike Tyson, okay. But when we say 220, Mike Tyson's five, what is he, six feet? Yes. Mike ain't even six yeah, Mike feet. Ain't, Mike ain't there. Mike ain't, Mike about close to 5'11", maybe 5'10". Mike in his prime, Joe Frazier in his prime, these are, you can't fight a 300-pound no. dude. No, no, but... This is where we're at. They can walk in there like that, or at least close to it. Mike in shape was 220. Solid. Right. In his best shape. So he had cut weight. But it's gotten, I think when they, six foot nine, this should be okay. Well, then this is, this is super a mid. It should be super heavyweight. Like you said, it's because guys are coming in. It's an advantage and a disadvantage to the guys coming in at 215. You have Muhammad Ali, 6'3", 215. That's a beautiful fighting weight. That's a beautiful fighting weight. And that, that's a weight that you know the guy in shape, and he's a heavyweight based on the, the weight divisions and we're still, in a division. And it's still athletic. And it's a different... It, that's what really... I think athletic. that's when things got really fucked up. And it's not disrespectful. They were just they were just big dudes. They didn't regulate the weight. They should have done it then. Bingo. Is Jake Paul and what he's doing good for boxing or bad for boxing? <sighs> I don't think it's either. I'm not going to give you a political answer, which I just did. But I'm a follow-up on that. It's not neither. Jay Paul, fight style and what he's doing, to me, is entertainment. Not boxing. 
It's not even UFC, of course, because they can't Kate, they can't grab, they can't pin in a hold. This is entertainment. This is no different than a bar fight somewhere in the worst part of Brooklyn, if it's still left, or anywhere else in Philadelphia, North Philly, or South Philly. It could be right around here, too. Let, let me tell you, it's entertainment because Jay Paul, not hating, I'm just being honest. I've been asked this. Jay Paul is a entertainer who found something, capitalized on it, and started some confusion amongst the people that want to be confused for no reason. Because boxing, we know what boxing is. I hope you know what they bring and how um, boxing have went through a lot of transition in 80 to 100 years. What Jay Paul is doing as an entertainer before boxing, he attached both of them, which is a brilliant business move of entertainment. Make a lot of money. You see what they're paying them. But it's not boxing. Why you think he haven't fought nobody that's really in any contention, weight class, that's noticed around the world? Listen, I have been one of the biggest advocates of this is a bunch of bullshit. I'm just a fan. It's entertainment. If you're, there, if you're me, there to look at the entertainment, it's entertainment. But when you say it's boxing, I got to disagree. I don't care if it's in the movies, uh, Rocky Balboa. I don't care if it's UFC, which I right, respect right, these motherfuckers. Right. I don't care if it's pipsqueaks, seven-year-olds, or you guys. Right. Whether it was you, whether it was Jake LaMotta, Sugar Ray Leonard, Muhammad Ali, Larry Holmes, Aaron Pryor, anyone who's held a belt over their head— a lot of times they cry. And I'm assuming they're crying because of the hard work, the dedication, the commitment, the struggle, the the everything. They made it. They made it. To have this I'm, belt. I'm champion of the world. For me as a fan of what you guys do, of the sport, of boxing, even I could say even the sport of MMA, UFC, to see this guy walk around with a belt that he either paid for or he made and call himself the or champ. Or politics. Or politics. Give me a Give fucking me break, man. And, and that, that's the real dagger. Give me a fucking that's the, break. That's the real dagger in boxing. If Jake Paul fought Canelo, is Canelo going to beat the shit out of him if that ever happens? Yes. Beat the shit out of him. It's no, it's, I mean, that's like would a, it sell? Because I think that's all they care about. That's all they care about. But at the end of the day... I see two rounds of Canelo's generous. That's not even a comparison. But isn't it like Canelo's kind of like, I don't even want to acknowledge you because I went through they this struggle. Based it. Jay Paul's known around the globe. Canelo's known around the globe. That's all they promote. Oh, come on. This will be ginormous. This will be, that'll be ginormous. Crazy. Were you disappointed when Floyd, who's, what is Floyd, 150 pounds at his best? How much has Floyd made with the way at this point in his life? 150? Probably close to 60. 160. Yeah. I mean, I wanted him to knock out his fucking brother. What's his name? Larry? Larry Lolo? Larry. They, Jeff? And, I don't know what is it. And if Floyd can't do that, he's not a... What, what do you mean for the um, fights? He, when he fought Logan Paul. Oh, Logan. Fought him. I was yeah. saying fought. Oh, Logan Paul. Right. I said that right. with air... Fought. Again, entertainment 
on a I different know, level. I know, but it frustrates me because, uh. because when we go to the sport of boxing and fans of boxing and why boxing isn't there, this hurts it, in my, in my opinion. It does. It, it, does. it, it, it does hurt let, it. Let me tell you. Let me because tell you. people will line up to watch this shit, including but. me. But then guys like, you know, like I was like, some of these fighters, like my man in, in new, how do you say his name? Now, the good fighter. Yeah, no, oh, now, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're he's, not even going to attempt saying his last name because it's, but it's like, for, for me, the, because <laughs> yeah, no, but I'm saying right. no disrespect, it, it fucks the sport up. And what I loved watching Aaron Pryor fight, fight you Alexis Arguello, you knew. this is a fight. Yeah. And now it's like, Those younger people fights. are growing up watching Logan Paul versus Nate Diaz, who I love Nate. And they're under the impression that, that this, is this real. guy's a real. That's what I'm saying, man. I am Rappaport Podcast. We are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. John Wall, baby, needs no introduction. Every week, the five-time NBA All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA and what's going on now in the league. CJ will bring his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John Wall will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show to give their unfiltered accounts of what's really going on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you thought uh, on the future of TikTok, will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album win album of the year? Will Biden's approval rating go up? Will it go down or inflation? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. You're smart. You know things. Bet on it. $20 bonus if you go to Kalshi.com slash stereo. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. Kalshi.com slash stereo. Get in the game. There is no guarantee of performance. An investor could lose their entire investment. Investment fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. When your child fights sleep, it can feel like a battle you'll never win. Imagine a bedtime routine you all look forward to, where you cuddle in and let the stress of the day melt away. Welcome to Sleep Tight Stories, a calming weekly podcast that brings bedtime stories, cuddles, and comfort to families worldwide. The stories are quirky, relatable, and spark wonder without overstimulation, so listeners can fall asleep and stay asleep. Each episode is narrated by me, Cheryl McLeod, a second grade teacher, and written by my husband, Clark, an eternal second grader at heart. Tune in tonight and bond over a story before drifting off to sleep. Make bedtime the sweetest part of your day. Sleep Tight Stories. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Quick hits. 
the best fighter you ever actually fought was this, this, and this. Roy Jones Jr., 1993 RFK Stadium, our first championship attempt. Uh, fell short by a split decision. RFK Stadium. The best fighter you never got a chance to fight who was fighting during your time. James Tony. He had just moved up to 160. I was just fought for the vacant title that the IBF made vacant for the number one and number two contender, and that was with Roy Jones Jr., who, I said again, beat me by decision. The top five middleweights of all time, not including Bernard, the executioner, the alien Hopkins, your top five middleweight fighters of all time. Marvin Hagler. Marvelous. Marvin Hagler. Sugar Ray Robinson. I'm going to go with Carlos the Great Monzone. I'm also going to go with, um, he became heavier, but I'm going to go with Jake LaMana back in the day. The Bronx Bull, the Raging Bull. Yo. I, so I watch some old fights all the time. Bowie Fisher. Bowie Fisher, old school. He used to give me those old fights. Tyson up in the Catskills. We think Tyson looked like back in the day. No socks. Scared the hell out of these guys. All right, I'm at Jake LaMana. So let me go. That's four. Hold up. Let's go with Ray Leonard. He's not bad. Sugar Ray Leonard. See, because I was fighting between Ray Leonard at 47. Because I remember Ray Leonard didn't start. Hagler started at middleweight and, and the, at the pros, and he left as a middleweight. Right. So I, I'm trying to, like, but Ray Leonard deserved to be, because he made history. Yeah. In that middleweight division. Yes. So, Ray Leonard's in there. Who are, outside of the guys you just named, and excluding the great Muhammad Ali, who are, and again, I know you could list 50 off the top, but your, your top five favorite fighters you've ever watched, uh, loved. I got that. Give me. Muhammad Ali, Sugar Ray Robinson, Marvis Marvin Hagler, Benny Kidd Perrette, also, very, 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 the best jab in boxing, Eastern Assassin, Larry Holmes. Underrated. Blap. I, well, I just, I was, his whole thing was fucked up for what that, no. it wasn't his fault. They should have stopped that Ali fight. He got punished for that. I know. Everyone hated him. Popular, popularity. He, he got hated for that. I hated but, that. The Eastern Assassin. He was nasty. And I know people, they're going to see this and be like, yo, yo, it's not a bad look, but they're going to be like, well, he threw it with somebody. Nah. Larry Holmes had a jab that would go in the front and go be back in the break. Like his jab was, he had the best heavyweight jab to the day, as far as I'm concerned. I don't know no one right now that has a better jab than when Larry Holmes. We talked about Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, can you teach an old fighter new tricks? Deontay Wilder, with all that power, I felt like if he had some boxing skills, can you teach that, an old fighter? Should have, no. Why not? It's just you habits. Could, you could teach him for that minute, but right. when the actions... It's, yeah. They could be in the gym all the time. They've been in the gym all the time. When fight break out, they're going to go back to who they are. Because if the, that you, pressure's and, and, on. And you must believe who they are. They're telling you, when they have to go to the trenches or get in the trenches and get to where 
they've been successful. I don't care what age they are, especially if they're older. They're going to go back to it. I don't where they at. And that's where it stops, where you cannot teach your old dog new tricks. What's Bernard? This is my last question. What's the best punch that Bernard Hopkins ever threw? Left hook. I'm pulling all the weight that way. With your chin on the end of that left hand. Oh, wasn't the left hook? Would you hit Oscar? Was that a left? That was the left to the kidney. Well, liver. Um, so the in, in, it can come up or down. So, but no, but what was the single greatest punch you actually threw in a fight? Would it be that fight? Would that yeah, punch? it would be that fight. It would that be punch. that fight. Yeah, and I also threw a counter right hand with Tito. It was one shot. I counted it. Tito threw a left hook, and I counted it. Pull back, not with my head up, but I pulled pull back, like, and I threw the right hook. At the same time he missed, I connected. That was the end of that. And, and the punches you don't see is always the ones that get you. You know, the ones you don't see when the lights, you walk in and the lights just shut off and next thing you know, you're hitting the refrigerator. Like, this like a punch. Like, the punches that get you is the ones you don't see. I mean, you've been watching. I remember watching a fight and a guy's telling his coach, I get in the next round. And he's actually putting the ice bag on him in the corner saying, hey, the fight's over. Right. The, it's like walking in a, right. a room and somebody hit the switch on you. Right. The punches that you're not prepared for, like you know it's coming because you got to hit the round before, and you're like, okay, you can tense up for that. You still might get hurt, but the ones, and you just sleep, they're the scary ones. And that's when you think, yo, we're, we're going out for the next that, fight? That, that's when you think you're going out for the and next that's fight. that's when they start but, asking you, where like, are you? Where are you? And you're like, I'm in Sacramento. Like, nah, nah. You, you're in Atlantic City, my man. Exactly. And it or, ain't Tuesday. As a matter of fact, you're in a boardwalk. Of Atlantic City. You're not even in the You're on a bulwark Atlantic City. Right. The That's some scary shit. Two days that, ago. Exactly. Exactly. The great Bernard Hopkins. We didn't, you know what? I'm so glad we, I mean, I know it's so fascinating for people, you know, like prison, jail, fighting in jail. We didn't talk about any of that. I love your story. I love your discipline. I love uh, your evolution. I wish you nothing but the best. Bernard Hopkins. Likewise. The alien, the executioner, the businessman, the good eater. Yes. It's a lifestyle. Remember, it's a lifestyle. I know, Bernard. But it's you know, not even a diet. Diet, I, diet is the biggest hustle, right? I but know, then again, that's I, right. it is, diet is the biggest hustle. Because you when say you, it's, when, 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 when this lifestyle, what is your lifestyle? Well, okay, well, I, to, you're not asking them. I'm going to answer you. You know, sometimes, Bernard, my lifestyle is sometimes my goddamn lifestyle. And I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm at like a. Like How a many way donuts way. you got in your it's car? It's no fucking donuts, Bernard. What it is, is it could be either a game or it could be, you know, I love my reality you TV. You love your reality TV. Okay. You're eating snacks. And, and I'm watching this shit. And my wife is no help. My wife, though, she works out. Right, She's right, got better genetics. Right. She's trying to energize you and motivate you. The we're eating that fucking the, the chocolate bars right now. That's uh, So when you say the, law, the, the lifestyle, the, sometimes the lifestyle is part of, uh, sometimes uh, chocolate is part of my lifestyle. But I get what you're saying. But it's saying. good chocolate. The, She's good chocolate and it's bad chocolate. Stop going for the bad chocolate. But it's not the good chocolate. It is not the bad chocolate if you're eating Four bars of is it. it that, that's, see, that's where you have to have discipline. But when you're saying the diet, it's, it's like, just it should just, this should just. I don't even use the word diet. It's a lifestyle. What is your lifestyle? That's your lifestyle. And again. Not all the time. Gonna, it ain't going to happen overnight. 
You gotta like you gotta look at yourself as you stepping away from you know what's not good for you to what's good for you. And let me tell you, you're gonna feel better. I know. You're gonna, I know. You're gonna perform better. I know. If you know what I mean. Yes. So all these things are bonuses. And you just feel good. Let you feel that motivate light. you. And fucking jump rope. I'm exactly. Just, just don't get out of hand and start doing this and swinging punches at somebody that's a real fighter. Then you realize that you know, eh. I just want to. I just want to live healthy. I just want to live healthy. I just want to be healthy. I want to live healthy, and move on. I'm gonna get a bag, in my, a heavy bag in my. I don't want. You any, don't have a heavy bag already. New, new I got plate. one in my garage. I keep a heavy bag. You still hit? Yeah, yeah, yeah you got to hit. I so just don't go. I just don't go in the gym. I don't box. I don't put gloves on and, and, and box with people and put a head. But do you go in the gym. gym and still like move around? Because I have it in my, right in my house. I go in my home, boom, and mess around and just to get the. I just want to look good in my suits now. You look good. You got to look good in your suits because if I look good in my suits, I don't have to get them taken in. I don't have to go spend money to get new suits. So not only um, I'm 34 inch waist? Correct. Do you work with fighters at all? No, I don't have the patience. What if someone that you, what if somebody you, you know I do advice though. I give advice. They're asking. In the gym. Whether it's Golden Boy, non-Golden Boy, fighters come to me all the time. Like they should. Like people come to you for advice for things that they figure you understand or they know yes. you understand. So I give them that. That's my duty. But is it, would it be physical advice or just like, yo, when I'm throwing I, their, I, would I, you go to the gym and work? You see the energy I got? You think I'm going to sit there and just talk? I got to show them. Right. I don't go to the gym. I show them right there. Suit on, no suit. Shirt, slacks. If we walk out of here and I right here in New York on a payment, and somebody say, hey, Benhard, show me. I would say, look, keep that chin down. This is where the nerve's at. Look, from here to here, you're vulnerable. I don't care who you are. Some people can take a better shot, but this is where the nerve's at. Of course, up here, your temple, or nerves too. Nerves, nerves. Keep that tuck in the shell like a turtle. I look good? You look good. I like a damn mug shot or something. That's but, but, but look, you got to keep that chin down, the hands here, and always be prepared. To run? To counter. You got to put yourself in position to counter. You told me in the ring. In the ring. You gotta, in real life, run. Oh, oh yeah. If you're getting your ass kicked, you got to run. Before you're getting your ass kicked, you leave. 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 Fe- my problem with running it, Bernard, is that I'm so- Are you a good runner? You're asking me that with a straight face? Because I, I don't seem you a good runner. Like, I know. I, so that, that's the problem. I feel like if I ran from somebody that was trying to beat me up, they would be so insulted that I was trying to run that they would, because like it doesn't take much to catch me. Right, right. I mean, they would, they, I think that would put they me They would let you go. No, I think they would chase me down and they would just have to trot. And then I, they would beat me up for trying to run away. Right, they'd be like like, like What the jogging. fuck are you trying? Like, like what are you, trying to, like and, and, you think this is going to work? Like, they would take that as an insult. You didn't even get a half a block and you running, you're sweating so like you ran for- So fucking slow, Bernard. Yeah, yeah. So fucking slow. Yeah, yeah. But I've always been slow. Here's what I'm going to end this on. And you could appreciate that. I never lost a step because I never had it. You never had it. I am Rapport Stereo Podcast with the champion, Bernard Hopkins. B-Hop the alien, the businessman- the execution. Yes, sir. I'm done. I want to thank Bernard Hopkins for giving me the time, giving me the perspective, giving me all the insight, the humor, the shit talking for a great two-part I Am Rappaport World Championship podcast 
two parts tell a friend to tell a friend miles jordan aka the bleach brothers ding ding take me out here with something real nice take me out of here with something real loud but most importantly end this i am rapaport stereo podcast with something real funky thank you so much bernard hopkins for joining me and again taking the time i'm out Three six five. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play—from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets when you bet just five dollars. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet three six five. Twenty one plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call one eight hundred GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you thought uh, on the future of TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album win album of the year? Will Biden's approval rating go up? Will it go down? Or inflation? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. You're smart. You know things. Bet on it. $20 bonus if you go to Kalshi.com slash stereo. Spelled K-A-L. S-H-I and deposit $50. Kalshi.com slash stereo. Get in the game. There is no guarantee of performance. An investor could lose their entire investment. Investment fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.